What's up, mortals? This is Awesome Myths and Monsters, here to learn you a thing or two. This episode, I'm going to be going into a bit about the Monkey King from the story Journey to the West. His story starts at the top of the Red Mountains with a weird-ass rock. Because where else would the story of the Monkey King start but with weird rocks? This rock is just chilling there for generations until a crazy lightning storm fills the sky. A bolt of lightning strikes the rock, splitting it in two, and out jumps a monkey. But this isn't your, a normal monkey. You know, besides the whole being birthed from rocks and lightning, he's also special because he's like brilliant, tricky, fast, strong, and he's tall. More so than any monkey ever before. Monkey does a stretch and sets out to find his people, and by that I mean other monkeys. Together, all the monkeys find a lush mountain to call home. Other monkeys quickly realize that this rock monkey was just way better than them at pretty much everything. So they not only named him king of their tribe, but king of all monkeys in the world. Which sounds to me like maybe they're overstepping a bit. All the monkeys in the whole world, you just decided that? I don't know the intricacies of monkey politics, but I'm having trouble believing in a global kingdom. Whatever. They're all living the good life, but the monkey king is getting bored and a bit anxious. Despite having everything a monkey could want, he has this internal reflection where he realizes his own mortality. Instead of just coming to terms with it like the rest of us have to, he's like, fuck this, I'm going to find a way to be immortal. So he leaves the mountain, finds a Taoist master willing to teach a monkey. Quickly rises to the top of his class, learning all these skills like how to fly, clone himself, and masters the 72 transformations, allowing him to turn into anything he wanted. You know, because there's only 72 things. Taoist master was so impressed with his student that he named him Sun Wukong, which means awaken to emptiness. Now, the Monkey King has all these skills. He decides that he needs a weapon worthy of his skills. He meets an old monkey who tells him Val Guang, the dragon king of the Eastern Sea. Sun Wukong flies out to the Eastern Sea looking for the dragon's palace. He sees it at the bottom of the ocean and swims on down to it. The palace is guarded by like giant crabs and turtles or some shit. Wukong doesn't give a shit about guards because they can't stop him. He just enters the palace. The dragon king is rightfully confused. He's like, what the fuck is a monkey doing in my palace? That's at the bottom of the sea. The monkey king is like, I swam here. You what? I swam here. Now give me stuff. The dragon king is like, someone get this fucking monkey out of my palace. His guards try to seize the monkey king, but he's way too fast. He vanishes around the room, makes copies of himself, doing whatever he can to just toy with the guards. Eventually, the dragon king realizes that this dude could be jerking off with one hand, fighting his guards with the other, and they still wouldn't be able to touch him. So Al Guang is like, fine, just stop beating everyone up. Bring him some weapons or some shit. The guards first struggle to drag out a heavy spear. Wukong twirls it around in his fingers and says that it's way too flimsy. Then they struggle even harder to drag out a heavy sword. Again, Wukong swings it around with ease and decides it isn't good enough. Finally, they bring out a super heavy halberd, the heaviest weapon in the arsenal. Wukong does a few laps around as if deciding how he can possibly pick it up. The dragon thinks, king thinks that he's won, but Wukong is just decking around. He picks the weapon up with no problem, says it's too light as well. The dragon queen whispers to Al Guang, just give him that giant pillar in the treasury. It actually started glowing with light from heaven a couple of days ago. Maybe he's meant to have it. Dragon King just raises his eyebrows, assuming dragons have those, and he's like, excuse me, we have a, a heaven stick that nobody decided to tell me about? Wait, isn't that pillar, like, kind of important? You know, it stabilizes the sea where we live? The queen shrugs and tells him it's mostly symbolic. Dragon King, no doubt, fighting off a migraine at this point, is like, you know what, fuck it. Let's see if he can even pick it up. They go to the treasury, and Wukong is excited to see the great pillar. It's wider around than a barrel, so when he picks it up and starts swinging it around, it's real awkward. 
He decides that it's finally a weapon heavy enough, but mutters to himself something about how it would be more convenient if it was smaller. Pillar shrinks to the size of a normal fighting staff. Wukong is ecstatic, testing it out, swinging it around, having it grow and shrink at his will. Dragon King is like, there, you go. Here, you can even have this golden impenetrable armor, just get the fuck out of my house. Wukong makes the staff shrink to the size of a needle, puts it behind his ear, and off he goes. He leaves to explore the world and continue looking for immortality. His journeys bring him into conflict with all manner of demons and immortals, and he just kicks everyone's ass. The king of the underworld eventually hears of the Monkey King's exploits and decides to capture him as if he didn't just hear of the Monkey King's exploits. He manages to catch the Monkey King when he was sleeping, brings him to the underworld to immediately regret his decision as soon as the Monkey King wakes up. Wukong notices that he's in the underworld is just like, cool, I'm gonna fuck this place up. So he goes on a rampage, none of the guards can stop him. He looks for the Book of the Judge, the book owned by the king of the underworld that says when everyone will die. Because no one can stop him, Wukong eventually finds it, and he reads that he will die at the age of 342. So he just erases his name, because the book of the judge is apparently written in pencil. He's like, okay, cool, got what I wanted, no more crushing existential dread, I'm out of here. This act pisses off all of the other immortals. Generally, immortality is something earned, given to those that had achieved greatness or learned the most important lessons in life. Apparently, having a dragon king shaking in his boots or stealing from the king of the underworld himself wasn't what they considered great. So the ruler of heaven, the Jade Emperor, steps in. But he's not as dumb as everybody else. He realizes the Monkey King is way too overpowered and instead invites him into his court. Monkey King is happy to finally be recognized by the gods and is given the title Protector of the Horses of the Imperial Stables. A few days of shoveling shit made the Monkey King realize that he was just being given a task to keep him occupied and had become something of a laughingstock. So Wukong did what anyone would do in this situation, and he revolted against heaven, calling himself the great sage equal to heaven. All of the immortals were pissed, so they sent warriors to deal with him. This went about as well as it had for anybody else. He just spanked them all. The Jade Emperor tries diplomacy again, instead giving him the honor of guarding the peach orchards. Sun Wukong accepts the offer, but on the condition that he still get to call himself the great sage equal to heaven. One day, the empress, the queen empress, was throwing a party, but the great sage equal to heaven was not on the guest list. Sun Wukong was pissed. He started his tantrum by eating all the peaches, which weren't normal peaches, but peaches that granted immortality. So now the dude had double immortality. Then, with everyone at the party, he broke into Lao Tzu's home, who makes immortality pills and swallowed a bunch of those, earning himself triple immortality. I don't know if it's stacks or what, but he had it and he was happy about it. With triple immortality, he was like, okay, now I'm ready. He crashed the party, flipped tables, drank all the wine, and then challenged everyone to a fight. He was just kicking ass. It was totally one-sided. Imagine getting an MMA fighter all hopped up on whiskey and cocaine, then unleashing him in a preschool. The Jade Emperor sent 100,000 warriors to take him down, and Wukong still won. Eventually, Lao Tzu and Erlang Shen, they team up with the rest of heaven and manage to subdue the Monkey King. They tried killing him with fire, axes, and poisons, but due to triple immortality, nothing affected him. He just shrugged it all off. They threw him into the eight trigram furnace, hoping to cook him alive. Even after 49 days, he remained totally unscathed. In fact, for no good reason at all, 
Wukong got vision that could see through anything while he was in the furnace. So he busted out and gloated and waved his dick around. Being desperate, the Jade Emperor pleaded with the Buddha to knock the Monkey King down a couple of pegs. The Buddha came down, picked the Monkey King up in his hand, and asked why he thought he should rule over heaven. Wukong was all like, well, I'm the strongest, and I can jump the furthest, and those are the only two qualities that matter in being a king. But he was like, okay, well, how about a challenge then? I dare you to jump out of my hand. The Monkey King is like, okay, watch this. He leaps to the end of the universe, where he finds five pillars and pees on them to mark his territory. Then he jumps all the way back, but nothing had changed. The five pillars become the Buddha's five fingers, and the Monkey King just peed all over them. As punishment for all the havoc and for pissing on his hand, the Buddha locks the Monkey King under a mountain for 500 years. So hundreds of years pass, 500, and there was this Buddhist monk named Tang Sen who had been thrown out of heaven and was currently living his 10th lifetime. He was given a mission to go west and retrieve sacred Buddhist texts and bring them back to China. The monk was frail and unable to make the journey alone. The goddess of mercy, Guan Yin, goes to the Buddha and asks for help. He decides to release the monkey king to be the monk's escort, but he knows the monkey is a tricky bastard, so he places a magic golden headband on him, which will cause extreme pain anytime he disobeys or even displeases Tang Sang. I'm not going to go into the whole story, but I would like to highlight two other characters that they traveled with. The first was Zhu Baji, who was one of the admirals of heaven was being the operative word because dude had his vices. He would drink too much, eat too much, and try to bang anything with a pair of tits. One day he saw Chang'e, the moon goddess, and being drunk and full of liquid confidence, decided to try his hand at flirting with her. After she rejected him, he tried forcing it and then received his divine punishment. Zhu Baji was then turned into a big fat pig and banished to earth. He had all the features of a pig, but he could walk upright, talk, and fight. Oh, and his new name was Pigsy. I don't know if that's something that got lost in translation, but I'm sticking with it. Fucking Pigsy. Guan Yin comes to him and asks if, he, if he's seeking redemption for his crimes. He tells her, yes, he is repentant. She tells him one day a monk and a monkey will come strolling through, and he is to join them on their quest. So when Wukong and Tang Sang eventually do make their way through, they see a pig man dragging a young girl into his cave, yelling about marriage as she cries, as she cries and struggles to get away. You know kind of doing the exact opposite thing of someone who is repentant for committing these exact crimes in the past. So Wukong just slaps him silly. After the fight, Guan Yin shows up and is like, oh good, you guys met. This is Pigsy and he'll join your quest. So the trio leave and everybody is confused and angry. Eventually, the trio come to a river where a terrible monster lives, but they need his help crossing. The monster leaps out and turns into an ogre and starts fighting with Pigsy. Wukong is off fighting demons, so it's all up to Pigsy, but the two are evenly matched. Wukong comes back, and the ogre turns into a fish, jumps in the river because he's heard of Wukong and knows not to fuck with him. Monkey King goes off on another mission, fish ogre comes back and fights the human pig again. Monkey back, fish gone, pig tired. Wukong makes a copy of himself and sends that away as he hides, and as soon as the fish ogre comes back because he thinks the coast is clear, Wukong beats the shit out of him. Guan Yin shows up again and again. I'm not sure if this is some weird translation, but she's like, guys, this is Sandy. He's going to join your quest too. Oh, and Sandy, don't worry about your curse for the time being. She disappears and the last are just like, fuck it at this point. What did you do to get cursed, fish boy? Sandy tells them that he was once a general of heaven till he accidentally knocked over the Queen Empress's chalice 
and was stripped of his titles and banished to earth in this monster form. Oh, also, they whipped him a bunch and cursed him so that every day a sword would come and just stab him. Pixie's all like, yeah, we're one and the same. Unfair treatment by the gods. To which everyone else is like, hold up. He accidentally knocked over a cup and you tried to rape a goddess. This isn't the same at all. Pixie is like, yeah, sorry, I can't hear you over the sound of how wrongly treated and horny I am. So the four skip on down the road like the Wizard of Oz and go do their quest thing. Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, like and subscribe. Maybe tell a friend. I also have an Instagram at Awesome Myths and Monsters and a Twitter at MythOTD.